0: Welcome to another episode of Too Weird, Didn't Watch, the show where we make funny movies that we have not seen, based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert. Today we're kicking things off with Aztec Rex. Woo, more scary birds. Also known as Tyrannosaurus Azteca, from 2008.
1: I don't think there are any Tyrannosaurs in South America.
0: Stop with your logic and your facts. I
1: don't think they connected yet.
0: Wait, <laughs> what? You don't think what it connected?
1: North and South America.
0: Oh. I'm not clear on my timeline. It wasn't it all connected originally? It was
1: connected, but then it separated, and Tyrannosaurus developed in the supercontinent of Eurasia and North America. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rest of them, all the rest of the landmass really was Gondwanda, which was South America, Africa. India, <laughs> Antarctica, and Australia.
0: Maybe they were transplanted by.
1: What I'm aliens. saying is, we could have had Carnotaurus.
0: Oh, is that over here? Over that in... was South
1: America. Okay, that's my favorite dinosaur, and I would like to see it in more things.
0: That's a pre- that's a cool looking dinosaur. <laughs> except well, super
1: stupid little arms.
0: Tyrannosaurus Azteca, again, aka Azteca Aztec Rex, which I think is a better title.
1: Azteca is a better title, but that is how they would have named it, except for the capitalized on Azteca.
0: Anyway, *A Tyrannosaurus Azteca* is set during the 16th century, where famous Spanish explorer Hernando Cortez, Cortez. played by famous Spanish person Ian Ziering, I don't know my Spanish actors landed. I think Ian Ziering is the guy who. Look, the Sharknado. only Spanish
1: actor I know is Paul Nashe, and he was a werewolf.
0: Ian Ziering is Sharknado man. He's definitely not Spanish.
1: Oh, hey, it's uh, Nick DeTopolis from the Godzilla cartoon.
0: Oh, is that who he plays? He's the main
1: character. He also plays Wild Wing on the Mighty Ducks.
0: Anyway, he's landed in Mexico with six of his best men. I don't know why only six. Like, he.
1: They're really good. Like, the.
0: He commanded an
1: army. (laughs) Like, the gap between his six best and everyone else is real high.
0: Like, it wasn't a massive army, but it was in. It's like, no, the the Spanish King King and Queen said,
1: we will give you six of our finest conquistadors. And these guys we hired on the ducks.
0: Should I tell, like, the one. Cortez fact that I know that I've, I found interesting in my life. Sure, lifetime. go ahead. I read a biography of this man, Hernando Cortez, mm-hmm. and sort of his exploits. And the one thing I read in that biography that always stuck with me was the fact that his initial attempt to take the capital of the Aztecs maybe it's not the Aztecs I don't even remember like, what would eventually become Mexico City, I believe. Mm -hmm. His initial attempt to take that fails. And he and his men are repulsed and sent back running away. And he doesn't give up. He wants to continue his mission to take the city from the Aztecs, but he understands that the morale blow his men taken has been so great that they won't follow him into battle against the Aztec Empire again or anything major. So, he instead sends them on small side missions, like little tiny battles that he knows they will win just to build up their confidence. So, for like a period of a year after his initial defeat, he works on building these guys' confidence back up by giving them things he knows they will succeed at to do before he eventually mounts his second assault that he would complete successfully. And I thought, man. That is a brilliant leadership tactic.
1: I know you meant, uh, like, battles, but in my head it was like, Javier, build that table! <laughs> Good man.
0: <laughs> no, th- they were slaughtering native people. I, I, mean. I know,
1: but just my head, that was how it went. Some, like, Between the Lions cartoon popped in my head.
0: <laughs> I, I, that, that one always, for whatever reason, I always thought, like, if I'm, you know, if I'm in a position where I need to know that, now I have that knowledge. <laughs> I could be a leader.
1: I have the probably apocryphal uh, story about him taking cocoa to the old world and drinking it and finding it bitter and throwing it all overboard. Oh, yeah? No idea if any of that's true. I heard it in history class, so probably not.
0: He also had, like, man, the other thing I remember that was great about Cortez, uh, and this is true also, although there's not enough information about her, uh, he he had a wife that came over with him at a certain point but, like, stayed behind on the island. So he's years and years out there doing his conquest of Mexico while his wife is back at home. And, like, a man might be expected to do, he finds somebody else, with, and it's a native lady who actually super supports him. Mm-hmm. Like, she is what you would want a wife to be. You know, she's on board with all of his... Conquests and exploits, and she really helps him out. She is actually like his better his better half essentially she completes him in his conquest of Mexico and really gives him a leg up on understanding the culture and supports him in a lot of ways and When he wins and his wife shows up, she got to go to somebody else it's I, I remember hearing that story and thinking like oh there's got to be more information about this woman, and there's not yeah. like somebody should write a book about I think her name was Maria. Um, I could be wrong, but and it probably wasn't originally Maria, but but yeah, you know, ultimately became a Maria. This woman that stands by this guy's side and helps him conquer, you know, most of her continent. And granted, it's, that would that oversimplifies it because there's warring factions, and she probably wanted him to win against the people that she he, he was fighting against. But still, it was you know, it was all very super complicated, and to to have that end in sort of bitterness and separation
1: mm-hmm.
0: probably wasn't what she wanted. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to dinosaurs. It's probably going to be my life motto. They intend... Uh, so he he's landed in Mexico with six of his best men, including Lieutenant Rios, played by Marco Sanchez, who I'm going to guess is Hispanic of some sort, based on the last name. They intend to claim the land in the name of the Spanish... And maybe steal some gold, too, if the opportunity arises. The basic kunky store stuff, yeah. Yeah. Within minutes, they have their first sight of the local Aztec savages. Really? I'm not a super PC person. I, I I don't normally take issue with this, but I know about the Aztec Empire. And despite the fact that they did not technologically advance as far as some people did, I'm not okay with them calling savages. Human sacrifice. Okay, that is a savage practice. Yes, I, and I'm against that. I suppose you could make that argument. We'll say
1: we'll break even on this one.
0: But the, we're talking about people that had a major civilization. <laughs> yeah, they had. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I I think that that's probably now. That's probably not shown in this. These are probably like people intense. Living in the wilderness, because that's what they had the budget for, and he only has six guys anyway. But that's not what the Aztec Empire was. Within minutes after that, Cortez and his men are captured and held prisoner. Should have brought more than six dudes. There's a scouting party. Okay. If that wasn't bad enough... Shouldn't
1: send your leader on the scouting party, but still.
0: I I wasn't going to say that, (laughs) but I did think that. If that wasn't bad enough... It turns out that a couple of Tyrannosaurus rex... I don't know if that's the correct plural. ...live there and like to eat the locals.
1: Uh, kind of, except the R should not be capitalized. And, you know what? Maybe they survived to the modern day and just moved down there after the land formed. Yeah. That's fine.
0: I, uh... I like <laughs> also... the, the At least... You're getting a change of scenery. Yeah. Like all of the Jurassic Park rips-offs for a long time were just modern-day, you know, kind of modern military equipment. People shooting at them with guns, and it's not very realistic for the dinosaurs to survive repeated gunfire.
1: Except we're still in the jungle. Okay. Stop at the jungle. They were in other places.
0: Where would you like specifically?
1: T Rex was in Montana. Which looks similar to how it does now. Yeah. Or in the snow. I want to see dinosaurs in the snow. You have Troodons, which aren't actually Troodons now, but whatever. You know, Tyrannosaurus lived up there as well.
0: Okay, I, I'll accept that.
1: It would be rad. And it would be different than just scaly lizard things in the jungle.
0: I think the, what the jungle affords you is the opportunity for the big dinosaur to hide and sneak up on you. If they're in Montana... Yes. In the wide open plains, you're going to see those things coming for eight miles.
1: Yes. And then you do have, like, Valley of Guangi or whatever, where they were in cowboy areas. But then, again, in the snow, or even put them in the redwoods. Because okay. you have, like, a T Rex weaving between those giant trees. Okay. It's something different, that's all I ask. And not in cities, cities is not new anymore. <laughs>
0: Within minutes after... no, oh, I already read that part. Um, in <laughs> an effort returns. to win their lives, the Spanish offer to help the locals get rid of their monster problem. But, with various hidden agendas and our ulterior motives, it's not just the dinosaurs they have to watch out for.
1: So, dot, dot, dot. Rios wants to betray Cortez to get the gold for himself. I uh, mean, the locals want to sacrifice them. Yeah, And there's probably some dude who just loves dinosaurs and want to kill people with dinosaurs.
0: I like that, yeah, okay. There's the fact a priest that Rios is that the must... only named character, he's probably got something going on. Yep.
1: He's either, tragically, he dies, and that is Cortez's My best friend has died moment, or he betrays him.
0: <laughs> Next up we have The Mighty Gorga, from 1969.
1: So is this like a sequel to Gorgo, or... Gorgo? Yeah.
0: I don't know. What's Gorgo?
1: Kaiju movie from England.
0: Oh, I, I know what you're talking not, about. Not
1: Queen of Sparta, no.
0: I have seen <laughs> that one. Um, I've seen the MST3K that Netflix did of it.
1: That is the correct way to watch that movie, yes.
0: uh, But no, this is not related to that. What do you think it is about the Gorger gr- type construction that makes it feel like a Kaiju name?
1: Because it's big round syllables. Yeah. Like Gojira Kong. Same way when you have a lot of evil alien overlords, they have a lot of Z's and X's in their names. And some K's. Maybe a Y.
0: Anthony Isley is Mark Remington. I guess Anthony Isley is the name of the actor.
1: Or he's in disguise.
0: (laughs) Or that. Mark Remington's a cool name, by the way. This movie
1: came out the same year my mom was born.
0: Alright. A circus owner... Whose carnival consists of sorry animal acts and a depressed clown. That's not a good that's not a good circus.
1: This man hasn't seen the greatest showman.
0: <laughs> Mostly as it hasn't come out yet. Yes. Threatened by Arnold Shy, who plans to buy the circus and wind at by his dorky younger brother.
1: No name given. <laughs>
0: Mark ventures into the jungle to capture a giant ape known as Gorga.
1: Oh, this is a Mighty Joe Young ripoff.
0: Probably, yeah. Fun. I've only seen the Disney remake. Same. He enlists the aid of animal reserve owner April Adams. It's super ripoff of Mighty jo- Joe Young, <laughs> if it's anything like th- if the original's anything like the Disney one. Who aims to uncover a lost treasure to save her reserve from scrupulous tycoon. Dan Morgan.
1: You know, I prefer uh, Scrupulous Tycoon 2. Uh, the graphics were a little better and the path making was easier. It's a zoo tycoon <laughs> joke, people. Or a uh, rollercoaster tycoon. Any of those tycoon games.
0: Prison tycoon? Is
1: there uh, a prison
0: tycoon? There is, I think. I know there's a prison architect. I could swear there's a prison tycoon. I'm not saying there's not. It has a rating of 4 out of 10 on Steam. Ooh. What did you guys do? I don't know if I've ever seen... Just straight negative reviews on Steam. Usually it's mostly negative. <laughs> Do you like building up a prison and haven't played the Prison Tycoon 3? Then don't buy this, nor the third one, since neither have a tutorial, so good luck in trying to play the game. Uh, I I want to point out, I think they meant to say unscrupulous tycoon?
1: No, he's scrupulous, he has scruples. But he wants a re- uh, reserve.
0: Is she mistreating the animals? <laughs> is that what we're to take? The
1: She's animals? the, uh, the forebearer of the guy from Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
0: <laughs> Listen, this is my reserve.
1: I'm making money I, off of this.
0: I will beat these apes with a baseball bat if I want to.
1: You know, get my cattle prod that I'm using on this.
0: <laughs> I paid good money for these things.
1: <laughs> and I'll quote the original movie for no reason.
0: So she wants to save her reserve from the tycoon Dan Morgan. And his crummy sidekick, no name given. There's just a space. Oh,
1: I thought that continued on to April's father. I was very confused.
0: (laughs) No, April's father is the beginning of the next sentence.
1: I didn't see the period because there's a space after the the word sidekick. So, (laughs) I was like, man, her father's the crummy sidekick to the guy trying to take a reserve? This is surprisingly complex for a movie. Oh, so this is a King Kong ripoff. Judging by that poster yeah. in that close-up of his very surprised-looking ape face, do is the sound he is making, according to that face.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, uh, it's not a. Uh, it is a no name given, but the space be- before the period is my fault because I cut out the name of the actor who is playing this person. Okay, from the description, sometimes I think he's down a tad. <clears throat> so it's just uh, the scrupulous tycoon and his crummy sidekick.
1: april's father (laughs) (laughs) father. we've been over this
0: april's father whose name is given and it's tonga jack has been lost in the jungle so april aims to find him in the process i have to say this is a really good deal for april yeah she's gonna find a treasure she's gonna see a cool giant ape She's apparently interested in, because I'm assuming her reserve is for apes and not, like, you know, small lizards. (laughs) And and at the same time, her dad is lost in this jungle. Probably, I'm going to figure out here, probably what's going on is her dad went to look for this treasure already, and it's like a Laura Croft kind of thing where he told her about it. Right. And she knows about it from when she was a child, and so she's going to look for this treasure and maybe see what happened to her dad when he went. But
1: so the treasure is the ape, right? Or is it the friends we made along the way? I think it's the
0: friends we made <laughs> along the way. <laughs> Probably it is the ape. That that makes most sense. Or the sense ape guards the treasure. Next up we have The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave from 1971. Mhm. Cool title by the way. Yeah. Like, it tells you what it's about, but it's, like, mysterious in a little way. Like, I wanted
1: to make fun of it, but it works.
0: Yeah. Mostly because this is what we do on the show. Yes. In the film... Oh, okay. The viewer... (laughs) No, (laughs) not in the book. Or in real life, really. This this movie comes with
1: a man who just comes and greets you and tells you about things.
0: The viewer meets a British lord... So if we watch this movie, apparently, yeah, he's
1: gonna come visit and introduce all the characters before it starts.
0: We're gonna see ourselves transported into the film. Wow. From 1971. Next level
1: filmmaking. This is, of, filmmaking. This like is what SC- 4D really is.
0: It's like an SCP article. <laughs> Every person who watches this film sees themselves meeting a British lord named Alan Cunningham. I was
1: picturing like stacked realities where you see yourself watching the video, and the next people sees themselves watching the video of you watching yourself, and just goes down forever.
0: Sir Allen, when we first encounter him, is in the bug house, having had a mental breakdown after the death of his redhead, unfaithful wife, Evelyn.
1: Oh, he's in the crazy house.
0: Yeah, ye- I paused there because I was like, it's not, it's not a house for bugs. They decided that it would be a good idea to call an insane asylum the bug house. I think
1: this is a British term where they actually call it that.
0: Yeah, it probably It's still not super sensitive.
1: I mean, they call cookies biscuits there. They're wrong about a lot of things.
0: That's not insensitive, though. That's just silly. <laughs> I'm on board with their term for flashlight, though. Torch. Torch makes more sense yeah, than flashlight. Yeah, the light flashlight. doesn't flash. I'm not. Fl- I mean, it can. Like, it, it specifically a signal someone's... light. Yeah. But nobody uses it for that. People do use it to hold in their hand and light the way, which is what a torch does. So I'm good with that so he's you know he's had a mental breakdown his wife Evelyn was unfaithful to him and died during childbirth after his release Alan becomes infatuated with his new hobby model trains no picking up redheaded hookers and strippers to bring home and torturously whip and possibly kill in his castle dungeon I wouldn't call that a hobby First, I mean,
1: inform host.
0: Some people have similar interests, although I don't think the actual desire to kill is usually involved.
1: Also, dealer's choice. Savagely whip you to the point where you'd want to leave. It's like, okay, do you want to stay or you want to die?
0: the The fact that the the way the sentence starts out, especially because they describe it as a hobby. It makes it seem like he approaches these women like, "So, would you like to come over to my house, where I'll torturously whip and possibly kill you?"
1: Yeah, like that's how you phrase. <laughs> like, would you come over back to my place for some whipping
0: and possibly? Well, kill- if you're
1: paying, it's two hundred dollars. If you're going to get that weird, prostitutes, you know. Yeah. Little they know, it would be free of charge because they'll be dead. Maybe.
0: Following the advice of the institution's Doctor Timberlane. So he's going in for therapy, right? Probably telling this guy, like, I do torturously whip and kill redheaded women sometimes. Is that cool? And he's like, "It's real. Maybe you shouldn't." You shouldn't, but doctor-patient
1: confidentiality. I can't do anything. <laughs> anyway, I really tied my hands with this one.
0: <laughs> following his advice, Alan resolves to forget his dead wife by meeting another woman. He's doing that on the nightly. He's though. so much doing that. Yes. <laughs> This seems like a bad strategy. It's already not working. It's also kind of insulting, a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like the women who he's torturing and kills aren't really other women. I They're mean, so- he
1: probably isn't telling them, and he's actually doing that. He's telling them that he keeps having like desires to do this, probably I guess. phrasing it away so he won't get arrested and thrown back in the bug house. Yeah. And Timberlane's like, "Hey, just meet a different lady and just move on with your desires. Maybe not a redhead."
0: Maybe don't whip her and possibly kill her.
1: Yeah, don't do that. Those are bad.
0: Unless she's into the one and not the other, because still possibly killing, not cool. Soon enough, he meets a beautiful blonde named Gladys, who he proposes to after just a few hours. See,
1: don't do that. You can't marry a a girl you met known for just one day.
0: Not even a whole day! Literally, like, he meets her, like, what? There's... Barely time for a date he yeah. proposes and she says yes apparently because the next sentence is he says, is a lord she probably wants money i guess
1: probably how we got it as the first little wife.
0: or or it's a plot cuz we know where we're going with this right this is essentially the fall of the house of usher it's been a long
1: time since i've read that
0: a dude's wife is dead but she's not
1: Really, all I remember is the house cracking in half.
0: Right. Well, what happened was he buried her early. Like, he thought she was dead. She right, because like, Poe was a person. Tuberculosis obsessed with that. or something. Also, that. And, uh, he put her in the coffin, but then, like, he heard her scratching and stuff in the coffin, and he's freaked out by it. Mm. So, this is, like, that, but with sexy time stuff. Because of the whipping and the hookers yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um,. I, I I know I jumped ahead with this stuff, but trust me, that is true about the House of Usher thing. We're about to find out. As the crypt of the dead Evelyn... I'm sorry. But marriage with Gladys only seems to make Lord Alan's obsessions worse. As the crypt of dead Evelyn is revealed to be empty. Her walking cadaver is yet glimpsed. And ghastly murders erupt around the state estate. Are there any
1: non-Ghastly murders?
0: Um, like, feed someone some poison or something, where they just kind of pass away peacefully in the night? Yeah, they're still dead. Still yeah, but it's murder. not ghastly. It kinda is. Well, what does ghastly mean? And the, let's, let's do a ghastly definition. Causing great horror or fear, frightful or macabre.
1: Hmm, this person has been killed by poison. I've eaten in this place. Oh dear.
0: Also, extremely unwell, as in you feel ghastly about something.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. am gonna say finding a dead body. Super unpleasant.
0: Do you think?
1: Maybe sometimes. <laughs> not not often. But
0: what's your what's your opinion on this? So, there's murder
1: bad. I think we just covered that. Good.
0: <laughs> I'm glad we've covered that difficult topic. <laughs> a lot. A lot of people willing to speak out on that. It was very brave of you. <laughs> I hope you don't get canceled, but
1: there's nothing to cancel. It. I'm untouchable. <laughs> I have no career.
0: <laughs> They're gonna fire you from the PetSmart.
1: Ah, uh, the worst things to fire me for.
0: Um, now, What do you think the resolution is going to be? So there's obviously the two, at least two options. Number one, everything is exactly as it appears. Evelyn is still alive. Um. Oh,
1: I assumed he's just crazy.
0: Okay, that's another option. My guess you you hit on gladys being um a gold digger
1: sinister yes
0: something wrong with her she agrees to marry him after a first hour a couple of few hours anyway where he's just like i like you let's get married i'm crazy and i really need to get married just so I <laughs> don't be crazy anymore um if that's the case my feeling is this is a plot by timberland gladys to drive him even more insane and take his fortune.
1: I figured it was a. If it is a plot, it's between her and the doctor who, you know, hey, meet a lady and, like, within the day meets this beautiful blonde lady who agrees to marry him within a few hours. That's, it reminds me of. It seems awfully movie convenient.
0: I read. I watched a long time ago uh, called Diabolique. Have you ever heard of Diabolique? No. Great black and white French thriller mystery movie. I'm about to spoil it for you guys, but this is the end of the episode, basically, so if you don't want to hear the ending of Diabolic, don't listen. Um, it's about this woman whose husband is a big jerk, and he's philandering on her right in front of her and everybody with this other woman in the school that they work at,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and her and this other woman together hatch a plot to kill this guy, because he's kind of a scumbag. And so they lure him away somewhere, they they get him killed, they take care of the body, they dump it in the pool, if I remember correctly. And then they leave. Except the wife keeps seeing the specter of the husband show up. Mm-hmm. and it and then eventually somebody comes to drain the pool there's like the investigator who's looking into it and has the suspicions going on and the the pool was eventually drained but there's no body in the pool and the twist at the end was that the mistress and the husband had conspired together to make the wife think she was going crazy so that she would eventually kill herself mm. and they would be able to run off together Gaslighting. Essentially, I—I've uh, never seen the movie Gaslighting before. I know that the general idea is to make per- someone think they they're crazy, but yeah, this is like this is a lot of a lot more effort than sort of the general like, nah, you didn't really see that. This is like I'm going to be killed and then come back as a ghost to make this person think that they're crazy.
1: Have you seen Wolf Woman of uh, London? No. That is a movie where a lady who is an heiress and her stepmother caretaker is convincing her that she is a werewolf (laughs) so that she will be put up for being insane and she will get the money instead.
0: So there's no... Are you sure it's not called She-Wolf of London?
1: Probably that one. I saw it like once. And it's okay. But yeah, she's like, you know, leaving like scratches in the clothes, like, muddy footprints to her door. People are being killed in what looks like an animal attack, but it's literally the stepmother going out and murdering people.
0: I wish that there were more werewolf movies that were willing to go this direction.
1: If they had done that with the first Wolfman.
0: Where it's just him being crazy? It was originally
1: going to apply where you never actually see the Wolfman, it would have been psychological, and it would have been like, maybe. But then they figured, eh, we'll just do werewolf effects. Which, I like the Wolfman movie, but we're probably not going to get that movie. Cause if you go to see that now, modern Island's like there was no werewolf. What the heck? This movie sucks.
0: You would need to not have werewolf or wolf in the title. Yeah. It would need to have some other draw to get you in. And then like, also you have this werewolf plot. I that's, that's how yeah, I, I don't think.
1: know how you would sell it as the thing. Yeah. Cause
0: I don't either. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah that's why we are not movie makers
1: that's one of several reasons i'm not a movie maker
0: that's gonna do it for us for this week folks thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this tell a friend about us subscribe to where this wherever you get your podcast from and we'll see you guys next time with another one Bye Take guys. Care.